Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you part 1 of our program Utsah. Today's episode was first aired on the 4th of August 2016 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program is hosted by Team Radio Sai's Bishu. Saram dear listeners and welcome to Utsah the youth hour on Radio Sai which is going to be a potpourri of music and humor action and inspiration energy and excitement as well as a host of pragmatic and tried and tested tips and tricks to make our lives brighter happier and more fulfilling so that no matter what life throws at us we continue to smile more joyfully more effortlessly and more fully and i'm really delighted that for this very first episode of this program we have in the studio now brother ravi kumar brother thank you so much for making it possible to come for this inaugural episode of utsah thank you bishu it is always a pleasure to be at radio sai whether it is for singing or for speaking the glory of our lord fantastic brother you are an inspiration to so many you fill so many hearts with joy so effortlessly so seamlessly so on behalf of all our listeners who are young at heart and are filled with that energetic love for bhagwan can i request you to begin this program with an adoration to lord ganesha with an adoration to the lord of all auspicious beginnings so that we begin this novel series on a beautiful note yes yeah, surely bishu let's get started oh tere naam ko jis पर रहती सुख छाया तेरी महिमा तू ही जाने शिव पार्वती के बालक जय गणपति वंदन गणनायक जय गणपति वंदन गणनायक जय गणपति वंदन गणनायक तेरी छवि अति सुंदर सुखदायक तेरी छवि अति सुंदर सुखदायक जय गणपति वंदन गणनायक जय गणपति वंदन गणनायक मस्तक सिंदूरी रूप निराला 
was so vibrant so soulfulling thank you so much brother i want to share with you that the inspiration for this series is a world youth festival which concluded just a few weeks ago and seeing their enthusiasm seeing their energy seeing their interest and intensity mm-hmm. of the youth who had come from 69 countries wow I thought it is high time we have a program dedicated to this energy so beautifully channelized by Bhagwan so that we can also give a suitable platform for them to express themselves and also we too can connect with them yes yeah and I thought you know this would be a beautiful exchange of love energy and which would elevate each one of us and together we uplift ourselves to make bhagwan proud you know to make bhagwan look at us and just smile yeah with that smile of satisfaction yes yes indeed it's such a wonderful idea to have this program and actually the first time you said that this program is named utsaha you know that itself brought about you know a spring in my heart uh, kind <laughs> of a feeling you know it's wonderful i think as you said the youth festival is something that has really enlivened everything around puttaparthi with the presence of all so many of these young devotees of swami coming in from 69 countries so yes. can i ask you what are your memorable moments of the world youth festival you were part of it you made a presentation and you had the chance to interact with so many of them when you reflect on it when you think about this beautiful 3 day celebration what are those moments which you like to ruminate on which you want to relive actually for uh, a few of us the world youth festival started 
maybe a month before it actually got underway at Puttaparthi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had this video call with some of the coordinators from around the world. Okay. And that is, of course, when they wanted us to do a small session for them on Namasmarana. So, actually, our, uh, that feeling of, you know, something nice and bright is going to happen. That feeling got started maybe a month before. So, it was so much in anticipation because even in those meetings, we could see the kind of minute preparation that was going into this uh, huge festival over here. And, uh, of course, once it got underway... In fact, there are so many of them who came here one week before the whole thing started. And then some of them running around for the accommodation, some of them doing the, you know, the mics and the lighting and you name it. You know, they were all over Puttaparthi. And uh, that is when we got to interact with many of them. The first thing that comes to my mind when I think of this large group that was here is that every one of them had a smile on their face. Wow. That is something so beautiful. You know, you have a few thousands of smiling faces. 3,000 of them. 3,000 of them, yeah. And uh, I think that struck me basically. That's uh, left an impression in my mind that that is what youth stands for. Like you were saying, youth is uh, not a matter of uh, age. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who has that drive... Anybody who has that intensity, anybody who has that urge Mm -hmm. to go out and make a difference. Yes. I think is youth. With a smile on their face. With a smile on their face. (laughs) So, and that is what we saw. So, age no bar, but we saw all these actually young people going about doing their activities with a smile on their face. And the immense love for Swami. Yes. Which is what brought them here, what they do daily in their lives is they love Swami. Yes. I think it is that love that has brought them here from thousands of miles away. And uh, that love with that enthusiasm, with that kind of coordination to do so many events happening at so many different places in Puttaparthi at the same time. Wow, that was tremendous. It was a learning for all of us to see how enthusiasm can be carried through so many days through so many events and each of these events done so perfectly well. You know, it's beautiful. There's an experience as I was mentioning to somebody yesterday, the youth festival has left an impression that probably no other festival of this kind has in Puttaparthi. You know, we have had so many other festivals in Swami's uh, presence, uh, which have been beautiful in their own ways. Yes. But this was very, very, very different from all of those. Yes. And it literally brought the consciousness of the place to a different plane. Yes. Even though Bhagwan was physically not there, perhaps this is one festival which was so grand after the departure of Bhagwan's physical form, which was so vibrant and which elevated everyone's consciousness, as you very beautifully said. It was as if each one of them had internalized Internalized, Swami. And so that, you know, from the heart, directly there was that smile on their face. So that, you know, Bhagwan was with, is with each one of us. And uh, if you talk about any lesson, I mean, there's so many things to learn from all of them. Like I said, enthusiasm and smile on the face go about coordination, etc. There was this one thing, you know, I'm a part of the bhajan group. All the youth have love for Swami and they have love for music. Yes. So, when you bring Swami and music together, what forms are the Sai bhajans? Yes. It's such a potent combination. Potent combination. And that is something so, so dear to 
all of us over here and it is so dear to swami so this potent combination of love for swami and love for music forming love for sai bhajans it was so evident that a few of our brothers and sisters were coming and saying to us that uh, i hope tomorrow the program that's going to happen in the kulwant hall finishes on time because after that we have a slot for five bhajans for which you know i have a chance to sing one bhajan for which you know i have practiced mm-hmm. i hope you know if the program does not get over on time i may not get that one chance to sing mm. and there was so much joy of anticipation of singing that one bhajan in front of swami in the kulwant hall for these people and also at the same time a little trepidation thinking that oh my god if i don't get that one chance so you know that set a few of us thinking that it is so precious that yes. chance that we get to sing bhajans you know we are so lucky that we are here and we get this chance to go and sing there you know as often as we can daily if we can and uh, it is a reminder to say that you know each chance that we get to sing in front of swami in kulanthal is a lifetime opportunity and yes. that is how we must treasure it yes wow it is as precious as it was when bhagwan was physically there very true very true and as you very beautifully said and which i also felt this is a generation you don't have to tell them that you know bhagwan is always there bhagwan is not the physical form Yes, this is a yes. generation which grew up and which believes to their very bones that bhagwan is with them yes so true and some of the experience that we heard of them you know saying how swami is a, a veritable member of their family, family. in their respective homes yes. oh, and there were so many touching incidents i can't tell you sitting there and listening to them speak and sing brought me to tears many times it is really an overwhelming experience the entire youth festival amazing mm-hmm. in fact mm-hmm. i was just reminded of this beautiful conversation that i had uh, with a group of youth from australia who called themselves the love at work group wow okay. and uh, they have taken mm-hmm. bhagwan mm-hmm. into their lives in such a strong way uh-huh. that they feel that they cannot be separated from him uh-huh. and if they have to live with him mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. then the only way to do it mm-hmm. is to see him and feel him in every interaction every task every job at everything that they do in their lives and that has been their intense exercise for 10 years now oh my god wonderful so wonderful and it is also happening because of the satsang you know they are a group so each yeah. person shares mm-hmm. each person shares their experience of what magic they saw in their life once they started practicing this seeing swami in this person seeing mm. swami in this work seeing swami in this job you know My and i think God. that satsang really, really gives you that much of momentum yes yes to go on on that path mm-hmm. and i think that's what the youth festival is also all about right Correct. you hold each other's hand yes. on that path yes yes and yes. the journey becomes so uh, so much more exciting yes it is almost like an expansion of what our hostels here stand yeah, for exactly where uh, you know everyone uh, each one lives each for the other each one lives for the other and together they live for god all live for god oh, fantastic god. That was Brother Ravi Kumar and we will hear more from Brother Ravi Kumar in the coming episodes of Utsaha. In fact, in the next episode, he is going to share with us what is the most important thing we need to develop and cultivate if we want to offer our music to the Lord. If we want to sing bhajans to our satisfaction and to the happiness of everyone around. and we will also listen to another soulful alap 
from brother Ravi Kumar. So that's in the next episode of Utsaha. Coming back to the World Youth Festival, which is truly a festival of coming together of different streams of love from different corners of the world to the source of all streams to the destination of all streams. I remember I had an interesting interaction with three youth members, two from the United Kingdom and one from Hong Kong. And for an hour, we only talked about how so magnificently and magically Swami made it possible for each one of them to be part of this festival. Brother Kapil from United Kingdom shared how for the last one year, he had no job. He is an investment banker and his contract ended in July 2015. And after that, he was looking for a job. He got called for many interviews from top investment banking institutions, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan and so on. And these calls came just like that. He did not really make any serious effort. And he strongly felt it was Swami making it happen. So he attended these interviews. The interviews went on very well. After the first interview, he gets a response. They say, you are good. But unfortunately, we need someone with more experience. And so he goes on to the second interview. The third interview, the fourth interview, every time this is the response he gets. Every time he feels, Swami, thank you for giving me this opportunity. At the end of it, they tell him, you are very nice. You know, you, you, you are good, but uh, we are sorry. Uh, we need someone uh, with more experience. And this happened five times. And he was like, Swami, why are you doing this? What are you doing with me? What should I do? What else should I do? He's a regional youth coordinator and he had been working hard for the World Youth Festival, traveling a lot, organizing events, leading up to this mega festival. But every time he went for a job interview, he was turned down. He was someone who was working so hard for the World Youth Festival, but he himself did not know if he will be able to come to Puttaparthi, whether he will make it because he had no job, his life was so uncertain. Plus, there was so much pressure from the family as well. They were concerned. They were supportive of the work that he was doing for Bhagwan's organization, but it came to a point where they felt maybe Kapil is overdoing all this. They're just telling him, what is happening to all your interviews? Are, are you really putting enough effort? And Kapil is like, I'm doing what I can. Because he never compromised in preparing for any of these interviews. And he was like, Swami, what should I do? What is this? Swami, where are you? Why have you abandoned me? He was so distraught. But that did not stop him from doing Bhagwan's work. That did not stop him from encouraging so many youth to come to Puttaparthi, preparing them for this. Even though he himself had no clue where his life was going. And on June 9th, 2016... He gets a call for an interview with Cognizant and he goes for this interview. It goes on very well. And guess what? Finally, he's in. Wow, it happened. He was so happy, but also sad. Because now there was a worry. A biggest worry now was who will give him leave to go to India when he's just getting into a job. A few days later, he was waiting for his job order. He had gone for a satsang and he returned late in the night. Before sleeping, he just checked his email and there was this e-contract from Cognizant and the date for joining this new company. And when he saw that email, you cannot believe, he just jumped in joy. You know why? Because they asked him to join on July 18th, 
2016 just enough time for him to come to prashant nilayam attend the festival and be back well if you do his work if you have that faith all the doors will be open for you with small faith god will take you to heaven but with great faith god will bring the heaven to you and that is how god brought couple to heaven god brought couple to prashant nilayam and this is just one story of the world youth festival there are so many stories like this i remember talking to ritesh a medical doctor from united kingdom roshan a young student graduate student from hong kong dear listeners dear brothers and sisters i'm sure every youth who was part of this beautiful festival of grand love has a story of how he or she became a part of this event and for some they never imagined and it happened for some they always wanted and it did seem it was happening but last minute there was a glitch but some it took care for others they had no clue they are going to be part of it and even if they had any clue they had no idea how exciting it would be to be part of this festival so here is my request to all the youth brothers and sisters who are part of the world youth festival in prashant nilayam on july 12 to 14 2016 please tell us your story of how you came to be part of this event how you found yourself at prashant nilayam in july 2016 how the invisible hand of sai made it happen so magically so beautifully so please send your emails or even better send your audio postcards to bishu at radiosai.org so b for baba i for india s for sai h for humility u for unity bishu at radiosai.org and we will have them in this hour in the coming episodes when we hear all these stories you only feel so energized you only marvel at the inspiration and motivation that somi can put into a soul and so rightly the logo of the world youth festival just had a beautiful sell out of somi because ultimately he is the orchestrator he is the inspiration he is the icon to emulate just the other day i talked to mr sai surendranath one of the very early students of bhagwan's college he came to somi in the 70s and literally grew up under his direct care and guidance and love and he is still serving in the Sri Satisai High Secondary School. He has been there almost since the inception of the school and he is someone who has had innumerable interactions with Bhagwan, who is deeply inspired by Bhagwan's life, his personality, his message having watched him at close quarters. So I asked him his thoughts about Bhagwan as a youth icon. Let's listen to a part of the conversation that I had with him and then We will also listen to some beautiful humor by Brother Rangnath Raju. But for now, Sir Sai Surendranath. Sai Ram and welcome sir to Utsaha, the youth hour on Radio Sai. And I'm really very happy that you are here for this program because to me, you are someone who epitomizes what it is to be a youth. You always have that energy in you, that drive in you, that enthusiasm in you. Even though you have retired from the Sri Satisai Higher Secondary School, if I tell anyone that Sai Sir has retired, no one will believe. Because you always have that aura of energy, that aura of spreading happiness around you. Even when you came to the studio, I saw how you talked to everyone and everyone would feel so, so light and so full of energy when they see you. And even as I speak now, you're smiling. And it's really, I feel that is what characterizes someone who is a youth. And I personally believe that age is just a number. Anybody who has that intensity of enthusiasm and who has that drive 
he is a youth and you are someone who really a signature of that so thank you very much for coming to this program thank you brother prushti thank you for inviting me here and uh, you said uh, you know that uh, youthful feeling or energy uh, the source is swami i have always observed swami for many years and i always see how he is to motivate everyone there is no age difference right from a primary school kid to age old man swami keeps everybody at the same pedestal at the same time he shares love equally so i keep observing observing and i felt that that is the best way to love others and get love from others also i think that is what inspired me and i considered swami as my icon wow fantastic i think that is exactly what i was able to ask you because as you mentioned that swami is your icon so what are those facets about bhagwan which really strike you when you look at bhagwan as an icon you are what you are today because as you say you have seen bhagwan for so many decades i think it's nearly four decades <laughs> since you have yes. seen bhagwan and been physically lived you're living in his physical proximity so what are those facets which really you have seen and you want to emulate and you think strike the most when you think about bhagwan as a youth icon well uh, to put it in nutshell actually if you see swami started his mission even when he was young lad going to school he said uh, no i don't want to go to school i have something and in 945 47 i wrote a historic letter yes in that he said i have a great mission to accomplish my devotees are waiting what was his age so he was just about 1920 years old okay which means is he not youth that time absolutely sai baba as a youth <laughs> yes right yes. so we are discussing that part so just see you forget the spiritual aspect as satyanarayana raju as a youth when he declared in such a remote insignificant unrecognized small petty village and today this putvarthi village is in rail map road map air map education map medical map international map spiritual map this young lad as youth he had something in mind and he visualized that and meticulously one by one one by one he accomplished and today we are all part of that mission so youth i think that should be the best thing that you must take from him that what he wanted he achieved but how he achieved one is he never postponed things swami always says my sankalpa is a vajra sankalpa whatever that he wanted he always did that and without any loss of time i think uh, every youth must realize that part that anything that you want to do you must accomplish as early as possible the reason is more the time you give then the intensity of the feeling becomes low that is what i observed in swami don't procrastinate anything yeah that's it the best part is all his life physically baba never left india and he was in india and he was in andhra pradesh and he was in puttaparthi he brought the world here and he shared joy he gave them love he gave them solace he gave them peace of mind that is what is the greatest thing which i observed in his life and at the same time second one is determination what is this determination many a time we feel we all sit in this ac room 
you plan for a program, right? Some program which you wanted. So we all do paperwork. Fine. Paperwork is needed. But Swami goes beyond that. Sitting in an AC room and doing paperwork is only one part. To accomplish your mission, you should go to the grassroots level, to the ground level you should go. I have seen Swami anytime, anywhere, any construction, meticulously after the morning bhajan, after his lunch, he will get into his car and he goes all the way to the construction site, uneven place, rubble and dust and thorny bushes, everything. Irrespective of all that, he goes down to a worker and talks to them very nicely. Gives them biscuits, gives them laddu, giving that love to him. Do you know what happens? Every worker feels it is not Baba's mission. They feel it is my mission. My mission. That involvement comes. Yeah. So how that involvement comes? Whatever that he determines and whatever that he wants to do, he goes to the grassroots level and makes it happen. That's why I feel that Swami is a very good example for a best leader. This leader not only leads, but he carries the entire group along with him. Even the last guy is never left alone. Even the last guy feels, I am also an important part of this grand mission or an event or a program. Right? As important as anyone else. Anyone else. Anyone else. I think our youth must carry that aspect. And the next one, I feel Swami has uh, no discrimination rich, poor, engineer or a worker, there is no discrimination. He reaches out. Because he is reaching everyone, that is why the response also equally great. It is amazing. Everybody wants one-to-one with Baba. People are not ready to listen to you. People are not ready to sit with you to talk. Our own blood, our own house. But whereas here, people spend so much of money, time, energy, all the comforts they leave, and everybody wants that one-to-one. What is that? What is a chamatkar? That is a love that comes out of him, engulfs everyone. People feel secured. People feel loved. People feel as one family. See, I think that is the life that Swami lived as a great example, which all youth must follow, must put it in practice. Fantastic. The first thing you mentioned is determination. Yes. Whenever he decided to do something, he did not postpone. He just went ahead and just got it done. Swami says, no, like my gunshot. Yes. Whenever you fire, there is no delay. No delay. Action and reaction. Yes. Both are at the same time. Yeah. That is why all Swami's projects are successful. Yes. There is no time for the intensity of the work to come down. Mm. You know, because the moment you have announced it, you have already announced the date. date. So you have you have decided the trajectory. You just have to move. That's move. it. That's all. So I think if, when we take up also something. Yes. When you know it's good work, it is fantastic work. It, it is something that you got to do in your life. You just got to do it. That's do it. it. No excuses. No time to even think that you can delay it <laughs> by a second. That is the determination. determination. Baba always had that. Yes. Always yes. had that. Yes. And then the other very beautiful thing you mentioned is no discrimination. Everyone is part of it. Mm. And I'm reminded of how Bhagwan used to talk about uh, management by walking around. When Swami used to speak to management students, he used to mention this. He said, manager is not someone who just sits there in his cabin and, you know, gives instructions. But he's someone who walks to the shop floor and interacts with every worker. Only then you know the problem faced at every level. And I think that's what we saw in Bhagwan. Fantastic. And one more, my observation, the last one is uh, discipline. There were days, I still remember, you can correct your watch 
when Swami comes for darshan in the morning or in the evening. Yes. Exactly six o'clock means six o'clock. Evening, whatever may be the time, is just on the dot. Like that, he used to maintain discipline. Yes. Okay. All through his life, and most important thing is, whatever is said or committed, it happens. Question of time, but definitely it happens. The best part is his action makes everybody fall in discipline line. Mm. For example, goes to our same construction site. Say, Swami says, "Re poddhna vastanu padigentleki." That is what he will say. He will not tell anything more than that. Tomorrow, ten o'clock, I will be here. Mm. That's all, and he goes off. So tomorrow, ten o'clock, whatever needs to be accomplished will be done. Half an hour before, only people are there ready. Yes, because they have to answer. Yes, and he sees to it indirectly that everybody is disciplined into the action, and everybody knows. If Swami has told, he will come. He, he will, will come. come he will come half an hour before, before. Not late. Not late. So he'll make sure that we follow discipline. Yes. So he is a person. Yes. who follows yes and motivates us also to be yes. part of that yes so that is a beauty of uh, swami for all these years when i observed Fantastic. i think that is why swami always this says this statement no my life, life is my message yes determination no discrimination discipline discipline wow so i think uh, the modern youth if you can take this part as much as possible if you can put it in practice difficult challenging we are not like uh, baba but still in small small way it's always better to make an attempt right yes, so yes. we should do that absolutely fantastic these are the lessons that you get when you look at bhagwan but when you interact with students because you are someone who has mentored and counseled and encouraged and guided generations of students in the higher secondary school and in the college you have seen talents blossom you have seen students change from what they were when they joined the school to what they became 5 years or 10 years after studying in bhagwan's institution so given all this experience what are the three or four important pieces of advice that you would like to give to any youngster any youth who wants to be known as a sai youth well uh, everyone in their life they want somebody as an ideal person to emulate for some people that's called hero worship for some people sports personalities for some people it can be political personalities or for some people it can be film fraternity someone there in film or for some people it can be even spiritual people so this is how we have so what they do is they keep them as their hero as their ideal as their icon and they try to emulate copy we may not be 100% successful but we want to achieve so in the course of direction we keep somebody as a target and we make our humble attempt but i personally feel sai youth instead of going for sports or film or political if you can take our swami bhagwan sri satya sai baba as your hero i'll tell you amazing work you can do the reason is in all these fields you are only specializing only in sports or only in film or only in political whereas baba sports personality also come political people also come film fraternity also comes he engulfs everyone so if you can take him at large and if you can take him as your icon or as, as your leader i will tell you you can be a great person i mean whatever that you want to be an ideal youth you can so i feel that your ideal should be baba that will be better so dear listeners that was mr sai surendranath 
and we will continue this discussion in the coming episodes of utsaah he will go on to share those three or four important tips that he would like to give to every person every person who wants to be a sai youth who wants to be young at heart to do bhagwan's work and he just started that discussion today and i think the most important facet that sir mentioned apart from all those d's i think all the d's determination discipline discrimination everything follows from having the divine the major d divine as the icon and i think everything starts from there many many years ago in the 40s sometime in 1945 sami had gone to anantpur just 80 kilometers from here and sami spent a few days there in the house of a devotee by name atma rama rao bhagwan in those days used to wear wooden sandals so one devotee thought why is bhagwan wearing wooden sandals you know let me get them silver plated so he promptly did that and given his love for him sami allowed it but soon after this now there was another group of devotees who took serious objection to this they started murmuring why is uh, baba leading such a rich life oh he wants silver plated footwear now he wants a regal life and they started talking disparagingly about bhagwan in this manner one of them even went to the extent of even asking swami directly about this bhagwan was not even 20 years at that time and do you know what swami did then swami did not answer any of their questions that night when everyone was asleep swami quietly left his bed went out of the room picked up those silver plated footwear and destroyed them was there a need for bhagwan to do that he is the king of the world he could have just said something to that devotee to shut him up for life a tiny ant was questioning the creator of the cosmos but it bothered swami because even an ant is important for him nobody is insignificant and no opinion is to be treated with little respect but there were devotees who felt very sad they asked swami why did you do this we wanted to see you with the silver padukas do you know what swami said he said i will never use anything which my devotees do not approve of he so concerned about what we approve of him are we concerned about what he approves of us swami said i will never use anything which my devotees do not approve of if only we can be always concerned about what he approves of us but that is how sensitive he is nobody is high or low no discrimination no comfort for himself no self show no selfish happiness In fact this was the time in 1945 when people in and around Puttaparthi were highly jealous of Swami they were jealous of his popularity they only wanted to make his life as difficult as they could make it can you believe it Swami did not have a house to stay Swami used to stay in Karnam Subama's house and people made his stay there absolutely uncomfortable Subama was insulted for allowing a non-brahmin boy to stay in our house. How can a non-brahmin boy visit a brahmin kitchen? How can she feed a non-brahmin inside her own house? This is not acceptable. People revolted. They just wanted a reason to make life unbearable for Subama so that she does not give shelter to Swami. 
when swami saw the pain subama is made to go through to make life easier for her swami stopped entering her kitchen later swami would not even enter her her house he would just stand outside and talk to her and now when people saw that swami was no more going into subama's house they stopped everyone else also in the village from giving any place to swami in their homes and swami would not go to his own home because he had already declared his avtarhood that he has a mission that he has no family ties so he had no place to go there were some devotees from bukkapatnam from the nearby village they thought okay we'll bring swami here but some jealous people got together and said no one should give any place to baba in their village they started spreading all sorts of stories that if swami came to bukkapatnam there would be confusion and there would be bad luck in their village and so on they filled people's lives and hearts with fear then what the lord of the universe did do you have any clue swami who could have just decimated all these people with his mere look he just let it be and he retired to a cave in a hill a hill on the other side of river chitravati near jankampalli for 6 months swami lived in a cave can you believe it in fact one funny thing that happened during this time is there was a little known swami ji in the nearby village kottacharavu called siddha gunananda swami and this swami ji went to bhagwan's father peda venkapraju and asked if he can keep baba as his ward as his disciple and successor he thought this baba has some nice powers so it would be nice if he becomes my disciple imagine the situation imagine if you had all the powers in your hand imagine if you are the mount everest and there is little squirrel which is actually resting under your shade but has no clue and thinks of making the everest its servant probably even the everest cannot get angry he can only laugh at the ignorance of the squirrel the swami also just let it be and he continued without any complaints to live in the cave the lord did not have a place to stay he did not have a roof but when this happened subama got very perturbed and she decided she has to do something and she had a vacant piece of land on the western bank of chitravati she invited swami to come and stay there she said she will build a hut for swami there and swami should not go anywhere else or to anyone else and it is during this time that swami when he was residing in this hut that again some miscreant set the hut on fire when he was sleeping swami again could have burned those people to ashes with his mere will but he just ensured that it rained on the hut and he let those people be but this incident worried subama and kamalamma the wives of the karnam and both of them loved swami so much that they said enough's enough something has to be done swami cannot be made to go through all this torture and it is then that they decided to build a proper structure a proper temple in that area and give it to bhagwan for his stay so immediately they donated the entire property to swami and told him to use it for his devotees the walls of the first house the first mandir were constructed with granite stones and clay there was no plastering the roof consisted of wooden angles overlaid with country straw and swami stayed in this structure for a month and when devotees from bangalore who started now coming more frequently when they saw swami like this they could not take it they said swami we will build a proper building for you please and so some devotees 
from Bangalore and nearby areas, they came to Puttaparthi, stayed here for four days, brought down that temporary structure, which was basically an improvised hut. And on Krishna Janmashtami day, they started the construction of a new mandir, right in the same spot. It is in this month that we will celebrate Krishna Janmashtami, August 25th. And it's so interesting to know that Swami had the foundation stone laid for his first mandir on Krishna Janmashtami day. And do you know why Swami's residence is called Yajur Mandir? The final residence of Bhagwan is called Yajur Mandir because that is how Lord Krishna's residence was called to in the Dwapara Yuga. This is what Swami himself revealed on one occasion. You just heard part one of our program Utsah. This episode was first aired on the 4th of August 2016 as part of Thursday Live from Prashantinilam on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. We hope you enjoyed it. Your feedback is very important to us. Please email your thoughts to listener at radiosai.org. You can catch the next part of this right here, same time, same place next week. This program was hosted by Team Radio Sai's Bishu. Thank you and Sairam.